All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Herfcast. This is going to be another solo episode, and I've got a couple stories to tell, so it shouldn't be just random crap the whole time. So uh, sit back, relax, uh, grab a cigar, or don't if that's not your thing. Uh, but let's, uh, I'm going to start with uh, something that I tell people a lot when it comes to uh, special occasion cigars and whatnot. Um, so the first thing I'm going to talk about is celebrate a shitty day. Now, uh, we all have uh, a cigar or beer or booze, wine, whatever, that we might hold on to for a special occasion. Uh, you know, it's something that's, you know, make the moment more special or whatever. Um, but why? Uh, if you're having a great time on a special occasion and celebrate with a cigar, beer, booze, or wine, whatever, uh, will it really matter if it's not the unicorn that you celebrate with? My point is that most of the time when you finally decide to smoke or drink that special occasion item, you probably won't even enjoy it as much because you'll already be ecstatic and involved in the moment. For example, a wedding. So much going on, you'll probably put it down before it's done and not fully enjoy it. Or, you know, if it's a drink, uh, maybe you're going to end up drinking it too fast than, than you really wanted it, wanted to. Um, you know, grab, grab the old trusty and just keep the party going. Um, now, it's a shitty day. The roads aren't plowed on the way to work. Your boss is even more of a dick than usual. Your kid got in trouble at school, there's an accident on the way home causing traffic to back up for miles, and when you finally get home, you find your dog shit on the kitchen floor. Well, fuck. Do you wallow in misery and grab a bad cigar drink because it's not a special occasion? Nope. This is probably one of the few times you will say, fuck it, I'm done. I need a drink or smoke. This is when you take the opportunity to turn a shitty day into a special occasion. Smoke that white whale or drink that unicorn. You know, I, I don't know if the terms are universal in, in the different worlds, but you know, the white whale, the unicorn, uh, enjoy it then. Uh, enjoy it when you'll remember it, not when you're distracted by everything else going on already uh, or you're already half in the bag. After all, if you hold on to it until that once-in-a-lifetime moment, you might not get the chance to enjoy it at all. Tomorrow is not guaranteed, so make today worthwhile. If you're having a shitty day, break out the good stuff and turn it into a positive memory. If it wasn't for the shitty days, you wouldn't be able to appreciate the good ones anyway. So, you know, just uh, sit back, relax. Uh, you know, if you're having a crappy day, uh, reach past all the common stuff and, you know, turn it into a good day. That's that's my point with that. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I could be kind of bad with, you know, the saving stuff like that as well, but I, I try not to be so much anymore. Today, I am drinking some Hop Slam. Uh, I'm not drinking or smoking anything uh, that would be deemed like, you know, the special occasion type thing. Uh, just chilling today and, um, you know hanging out right now i am smoking a fratello uh just a regular fratello uh, corona 
and it is five and a half by 48. Yes, it's February, it's Lancero month, but I didn't really feel like grabbing a Lancero right now. So um, yeah, the Fratello Corona, I got in a Stogie bar, uh, Stogie bar, uh, Stogie bird uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, don't remember which month in particular, but uh, speaking of Stogie bird, uh, I actually just talked to Sam to find out if my coupon code is still active or not. And yes, it is. If you use the code HERFCAST at stogiebird.com, you'll save five bucks off of your order. Uh, I asked him if there's anything specific that he wanted me to mention. Uh, basically, uh, he's got another new exclusive. It's called the Emprenta. Um, and there's a Valentine's deal going on right now and they will be the first to have the corned beef and cabbage from Terrazona for next month. Uh, so there's lots of new releases. Uh, there are special deals that um, the code won't work on, but for the most part, if you just use the code HERFCAST at checkout, you'll save five bucks on your order. So don't forget they also have the monthly subscriptions where you could get two, five, eight, and I believe even 12 cigars a month from Stogie Bird. So stogiebird.com, use the code HERFCAST, and grab some cigars. Um, another thing that has happened recently that I've had turn a couple of heads in my uh, friendship circle and, and whatnot. Um, but if you've listened to the show before, I've mentioned, uh, at least in passing, that I enjoy hunting. Now, with that being said, I enjoy hunting. I've, I've hunted for three seasons so far, and that's, uh, you know, uh, with bow, with shotgun, with muzzleloader, and in my first three seasons, I have come up empty. Um, it just kind of goes to show that no matter how you're hunting, uh, at least I'm, and I do all public lands unless we get drawn for a state park hunt, uh, which we have been lucky the past couple of years to get a couple of state park hunts. Uh, last year was fruitful, not on my end uh, personally. Like, I didn't get the deer. But my friend Jake got a deer last year at one of the state, state park hunts, and he was generous enough to split it three ways. Um, and we we ate well last year. But anyway, three seasons have come and gone since I've started. And I have not personally got my own deer. This past week... Uh, I left the house to go run some errands, and I leave. I turn right onto uh, Main Street, which goes through a forest preserve. And what do you know? There's a deer on the side of the road. So I see it. I keep driving. Then about a mile down the road, I decide, you know what? I'm going to go check that deer. And uh, 
Now, overnight, it was four degrees and um, during the day, it was like 22 degrees all day. So freezing temperatures, below freezing temperatures for a while. And so I turn around and I park and I walk up to the deer. There's a fresh snow on the ground as well. But I, I walk up to the deer I look at it and, you know, all right, it's not alive. And I put my hand to its chest and it was uh, like a little bit more than room temperature. So it was still warm. And all right, so what should I do? Should I take this deer? Should I leave it? You know, what do I, what do I want to do in this situation? So I drove to the, uh, the local police department and I spoke to an officer and asked him if there were any uh, reports of anyone hitting a deer uh, that day and he looked back it was about four o'clock in the afternoon and he checked back to 6 a.m. with three town uh, municipalities and the county municipality and back to 6 a.m. there were no reports so he said that it's it's pretty likely that someone probably hit it and just left it and didn't report it drove off Um, so there was no real like obvious damage to the deer and all right I'm gonna think about this and I texted and called uh, a few of my friends, uh, a few of my hunting friends, my wife, and got everyone's opinion. And I went, I, I ran around a little bit, got some stuff done. And then I decided that, you know what, I'm going to go get this deer. Uh, also, when I, when I talked to the officer earlier, he wrote me out a tag so that if I did decide to go get the go get the deer, it would be legal. I wouldn't have to worry about anything. I have the, the roadside tag to harvest the deer, and everything's good that way. So on my way home, I you know I I drive the same route and I see the deer is still there in the same spot, obviously because it's dead, and it's still there because nobody else took it. So. Uh, I stop at home and I grabbed my hunting bag and drove over there, found a spot to park on the side of the road. Uh, the road is uh, one lane in each direction, but there was, a, there was a pull-off there that I was able to park at, and I got to work. I, I went up to the deer. I had to drag it about a quarter mile to get to the car and I got it in front of the car so it was somewhat shielded from view from traffic both ways and I decided to field dress the deer right there in front of the car this is my first time field dressing a deer if you don't know what field dressing is field dressing is gutting it you know you're you're getting the guts out uh prepping it to take it away 
So this is my first time doing that. And I, I pulled up a video that I've watched, you know, probably 20 times in the past just to make sure to refresh and all that and have it on hand while I'm doing it so that if I get hung up, which I did, uh, I could go back to the video and uh, figure out what I'm supposed to do next. So I did that. And I cut into the deer and I start field dressing it and, um, you know, had a few cars slow down and give me kind of strange looks like, what the hell is this guy doing? You know, uh, like I said, I was kind of shielded by the car um, and I was in a position where from the road, you really couldn't tell what I was doing. Um, you could just tell that I was kneeling down by a deer uh, and that's about it. But anyway... I uh, I get to work on this thing, and I I won't get too graphic, but you know I I I cut in I I cut the hide, um, and you know I uh, sever a couple of things that need to be severed to get everything out. And at this time, uh, a buddy of mine and his friend. Uh, showed up because I, I asked him if he'd be able to help me get it into my trunk. I'm driving the, the, the Malibu, uh, so I didn't really have much space to work with. Uh, and I was planning on just cutting it. Like I said, it, it's less than a half mile to my house. I could throw it in my trunk, get it to the garage, and all will be fine. So, so anyway, I got the deer, and I get everything out of it that needs to come out and I didn't I for for it being my first time I I think I did fairly well I did miss uh one spot that I kind of got confused and just uh cut things off there and went about my merry way but luckily uh my buddy Jason his friend uh Zane they uh they they came by and Zane had a car that had a roof rack on the top of it and he he offered he said you know you just want to throw it on top of my car and you know I said well you know as long as you don't mind getting any blood on on your car then hell yeah I'd, I'd appreciate that a lot that'd make things a lot easier. Um, also, uh, Jason had his son there, and his son I he, think he's around I think he's around eight now, eight or nine, uh, maybe ten. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I apologize for not knowing the correct age here. But anyway, this was his first experience with anybody dealing with, you know, a dead deer like this. And uh, I asked him, I said, you know, how do you feel? And he said, oh, I'm okay. You know, it's like, all right, you know, uh, you know what's going on. And, you know, he was, he was cool with it. So, all right, cool. Uh, young kid being expo- exposed to that and, uh, you know, going into it, not really understanding what was going on, uh, but learning along the way. I thought that that was kind of cool. Um, but anyway, we uh, we get the deer on top of uh, Zane's car, and we head over to my house. Get to the garage, and you know I gotta move a couple things around and uh, 
threw a tarp down and I'm looking around. I, I have a, um, a pulley with a like spreader hanger thing to, uh, you know, hook the deer up to, to hang it and you could work on it. Well, apparently I forgot that at our last hunting trip at my buddy's house. Uh, so I did not have that to work with. So I ended up just having to, um, use some rope and tie it up to the rafters that way, which ended up working out pretty well. Um, and then, uh, got to work on skinning it. So this is also my first time skinning a deer on my own. Uh, I did help, uh, with the skinning and butchering at, uh, my buddy Jake's house when he got the deer last year on the state park hunt. Um, so I had a little bit of knowledge on what to do and how to do it. But again, this is my first time doing it on my own solo, you know, um, and I, again, I think I did pretty well for it being my first time. I got a little, little more hair on everything that I, that I would have liked. Uh, but you know, got it done and I only put a few holes in the, uh, in the hide, which did make it to where, like I was debating if I was going to save the hide and take it to a local place to have it tanned and I'd have like a little a little keepsake I guess from from this deer which you know I I was debating on to begin with because like you know I didn't I didn't get this deer you know I found this deer on the side of the road so I kind of felt like I'd be cheating myself if I kept that hide as you know like my first deer type situation but anyway uh, yeah, I put a few, I put a few too many holes in it to make it worthwhile to take it, to get tanned, um, and save it. So that ended up, you know, heading out, uh, not being kept, I guess is, uh, is the best way to put it. So anyway, so get done skinning it and, you know, you could see like it, it had, six or seven cracked ribs on the one side, obviously where it got hit. Um, I will mention that, you know, through, through this whole process, like, you know, the deer was, it, it was still steaming, uh, when we were skinning it. So it was, it was pretty damn fresh. Um, you know, but anyway, uh, fresh deer, uh, some pretty big bruises, uh, on, on that side, and on the back, but all in all, like everything looked fairly well. Now, I will say the, 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 the main reason I wanted to take this deer and the main reason I ended up going back and grabbing this deer, yes, I want meat. Um, the, it, I, I love venison. It's delicious. Um, but the main reason I wanted to get this deer was to gain the experience of field dressing and prepping the deer myself, uh, which I got that. Now, any meat that I was able to salvage, that's a bonus. You know, I knew I would get at least some meat. Um, luckily, I have a friend who knows his way around 
an animal and he came by to help me out. He told me I should take all the credit for uh, getting every getting all the meat out of the deer, but I, I just can't do it. Uh, so anyway, he came by to help me out. He gave me pointers. Uh, he didn't he didn't do the work, you know. Uh, he just he was there to help me grade and decide to what to cut, what to pitch, what to what to separate, all that. Well, you know, because of that. I ended up getting a lot more meat than I would have on my own because uh, there were a couple of pieces that you know might have been questionable to me, but he knew what to what to cut away and get to you know like a you know a, a part of the roast that was underneath that that meat you know. Um, but I ended up getting I, I would probably say at least eighty uh, percent of the of the meat on this deer was perfect. You know, there, there was not much that was badly damaged at all. Um, the, you, you don't get much rib meat from a deer. Yes. There, there's meat on the ribs, not much. Um, so with it getting hit in the ribs, you know, where those, where those rib fractures were, uh, I didn't lose out on a lot of meat. I, I got lucky. I, I was I was going to be happy if I got one backstrap, one tenderloin. Uh, I was lucky enough that uh, both backstraps and both tenderloins were perfectly fine. So uh, if you don't know, like those are the, the two choice cuts off of a deer. Uh, that's the best meat on the deer uh, that, that, that most people will 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 try to salvage the most of, you know, that like that's, those are the prize cuts off the deer. Um, my buddy, like his favorite is, is the neck. So like he, he gave me a couple suggestions for the neck and I look forward to, to doing that and checking that out. Um, so I'll, I mean, I could follow up with that and let you know, uh, what I decide, which one's better, uh, later on. So, but anyway, uh, my buddy was here to help, and like I said, I, I got probably 80% of the meat that you would expect to get off of a deer if you if you took it in the woods. So I was uh, more than ecstatic to, to get that much out of it. Um, so now I have a freezer full of meat, and... I plan on sharing that with, um, you know, whoever's willing, like my, my wife already told me, she said, I'm probably not going to eat any of that. And I said, I get it. Don't worry. Like, you know, it's, uh, you know, if you can't get past the, the thought of it, then I don't blame you at all. So, um, and I had, I had one buddy give me, give me a whole ton of crap last night. Actually, we were, uh, we were talking, uh, smoking a cigar and video chatting and he, he, you know, everything, everything from redneck to hilljack to, to, to everything else. And it was, it was all in good fun. Um, it was, it was a fun conversation. I really wish that I, I would have recorded that conversation just because it was so damn entertaining. Uh, I don't know, maybe we'll be able to, uh, I, I mean, we won't be able to recreate it, but maybe we'll be able to rehash it and, um, get at least some some entertainment value out of it. So 
anyway, uh, for, for those that, that aren't scared, for those that aren't scared of, uh, you know, eating the, the roadkill, um, I plan on sharing as much as I can, um, and enjoying that deer to its, its fullest because it, it's a deer that, you know, I wasn't expecting to get, um, but I ended up with a, a very high yield of meat out of it. So I did a, I did a lot of work to prep and butcher and all of that, but uh, that's one thing about hunting is when you do get something like there's a, there's a sense of community and willingness to, uh, willingness to share. And if anything, like expand somebody else's horizons into eating wild game like that, because there are a lot of people with reservations, even if it is a clean hunt, uh, a lot of people are, are scared to try or, um, maybe they've tried and didn't have a, a good experience because it might've been cooked wrong or anything like that. But, um, so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to getting a lot of meals out of this. Uh, I'm probably going to do some chili for the Super Bowl, Um, and depending on what I do, I might do some, uh, some backstrap steaks for the Super Bowl as well. So. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so that is uh, three things out of the way. Um, another thing, like, you know, if you're a fan of podcasts, if you're a fan of hunting, um, and you've made it this far, and I just got done talking about, you know, harvesting roadkill. Um, so... I, I belong to a group. It's called the Hunt in Common, and the Hunt in Common was started by a guy named Ben O'Brien. Uh, ben O'Brien is a well-known hunter, uh, and he used to have a podcast on the Meat Eater Network uh, that was the Hunting Collective. Uh, he's been on Rogan a couple of times, but seems like a really good dude. But anyway, he ended up starting the Hunt in Common which is a, uh, now it's a, I don't know if I'm going to get this right, but whatever the term is for, um, charity 501 C three, I believe. Uh, but it's a, it's a 501 C three, um, organization. And the sole purpose of the hunt in common is to bring hunters together, uh, in mentor and mentee fashion. So, uh, anyway, I belong to group on Facebook, the hunt in common. Uh, I'm in the Indiana chapter. Each state has a chapter. If you're into hunting, if you want to get started with hunting, if you have questions about hunting, if you're looking for, you know, if you find yourself wanting to hunt, but not knowing where to get started, or say if you're a deer hunter that wants to get into duck hunting, but you don't know anything about it. Uh, you know, the hunt in common is meant for people like that to get together where, um, you know, if, if I'm a deer hunter, but I want to try duck hunting, I could find somebody who is well-versed in duck hunting and they could mentor me, which mentoring doesn't necessarily mean like taking you out on a hunt and taking you to the, to the secret spots and all that. Um, 
you know, it's just about sharing knowledge and experience and going in that direction. But anyway, uh, like I said, Ben O'Brien used to have the Hunting Collective podcast that was on the Mediator Network. Um, but uh, that is no longer. Uh, he stopped that a while ago, but from that, you know, he started the Hunt in Common. And now uh, Ben just started a new show um, called Woodside with Ben O'Brien. Uh, that's going to, it, it's a free show. Uh, it's going to be on Tuesdays. I believe it will get released. Uh, but on top of that, uh, you know, you could find it anywhere podcasts are found. But he's also launching uh, the Woodside Premium Podcast Platform. So that's, um, you know, there, there will be that show. There will be other shows, um, including a Hunter and Vegan podcast uh, that's going to be Ben O'Brien and uh, Robert C. Jones. Uh, so Hunter versus Vegan or, I, 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 I'm sorry, I shouldn't say versus, but Hunter and Vegan having discussions about, you know, the different lifestyles and, and this and that. So, um, so if you're into podcast and hunting, or if you want to hear, uh, hunter and vegan discussions, then, uh, check it out. Uh, it's the, his main show is going to be Woodside with Ben O'Brien and the network is the Woodside premium podcast uh, platform and that will have other shows on it as well. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to, uh, any more comments, uh, criticisms, uh, and, and whatever I may get about this, uh, harvesting roadkill bit. So if you have an opinion on it, let me know. Um, you know, send me an email, leave me a comment on the webpage, theherfcast.com. My email is brian at theherfcast.com. Uh, so yes, please, please let me know. And I'm not afraid to hear, uh, I'm a crazy lunatic, redneck, SOB, whatever, uh, bring it on. Um, you know, and I'm definitely willing to have that discussion with anybody. So, um, like I said, me and my buddy, we, we kind of went back and forth last night talking about it, and I, I, I heard it all. So, um, you know, it is what it is. And, I'm, hey, if you're listening to this, I, I want to know your thoughts. So let me know. Uh, you could also post it in the, uh, if you're on Facebook, the, the Herfcast podcast group. Uh, just post it up there, and I'll be happy to talk about it. Other than that. I really don't know if I got much else, so I'm actually going to hit pause for a second, and I might be back. I might not. Yep, there we go. So, Sam, how you been? Man, uh, superb. Uh, busy, uh, but good. Yeah. How about you? Uh, not bad. Uh, you know, in hindsight, I probably should have sent you that message about an hour earlier. Um, but I'm I glad actually, you're available. 
all the time in work, I probably wouldn't have caught it earlier. I was, uh, I I was playing a little music with my youngest son. So I wasn't, uh, I wouldn't have even looked at my phone. So so the time, the timing was good. Timing was good. We were jamming guitar and uh, just went in the house. Now we're. So he's, he's guitar. He plays uh, guitar, uh, bass, and uh, drums is really what he's. Uh, I was going to really say, I thought, I thought I seen you post something about him and a drum set like a week or two ago. Yeah. And he or wants am I, to. Am take, I thinking of somebody take, else? Uh, well, I have two sons and they both are drummers. Uh, but uh, my oldest is in drumline. He's a marching band drummer. My youngest is, a, you know, a drum kit drummer, I guess. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I, I just got done. I, I did like a half hour solo and then it's like, uh, you know, maybe I'll try to come up with something else. And I sent you the message, but anyway, uh, this is Sam Lucia, uh, from Stogie bird cigars, which you heard me mention earlier. Um, and many previous times before, but, uh, yeah. So how you been? Yeah. <laughs> I've been really good, man. Uh, been real busy. Uh, even uh, I don't know about you, but I uh, I had to battle that COVID thing. That's uh, kind of <clears throat> kicked my ass. I don't know, but did you, did you get the COVID? I I have not yet. So well, good um, for you. Yeah, I, that's uh, we I, we had a couple of times where we had to like test the family and whatnot, but uh, still everything came up negative. I think uh, we got the Omicron. They don't tell you. Um, which one you have, by the way, I don't, they don't ever tell you, but I mean, I'm vaccinated. The whole family's vaccinated and it ran through all of us. My parents got it. We all, I was down for about uh, six weeks. I was, six uh, weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to explain because I wasn't dying or anything, but I was so fatigued. I was so tired. Um, you know, I, every morning I'd get up, get dressed, you know, I'd get shower, get dressed. And, and that would be all my energy for the day. And I'd go right back to bed. Wow. Every day I, ch- I tried to go to work. I just couldn't, I just couldn't, couldn't do it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. I mean, other than that, it was really the fatigue was the worst symptom. I got a bunch of symptoms, but the fatigue was the one that was uh, really the one that just wore you down. And then no. like, you'd feel good. And then the, the next day you're worse. You had, there was probably three or four yeah. setbacks with, with, with this thing where you think you finally are around the come up and, uh, and you get slammed to the ground again. But that happened to everybody I know that got it, uh, you know, you know, no. from me or around me or whatever. Yeah. No, no loss of taste and smell or. I had a couple days of that, but it wasn't like uh, the overly noticeable. I had a cold and a runny nose at that time. That was one of my symptoms. So that's probably why I didn't have any taste. So it was no different than like whenever you're sick and just things don't have much flavor, at least for me. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't experience any, 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 anything out of the ordinary things didn't have much flavor, but I don't know when you're sick, things don't have much flavor. So yeah, that's kind of a side effect with most sicknesses. Yeah. So I didn't experience anything kind of that seemed out of the norm. All right. So, uh, earlier I basically read through uh, the message that you sent me about anything specific you want me to mention, uh, so I, that's basically what I did. I, I read through that a little bit, but, um, yeah. So as far as the, 
exclusives. You got the new exclusive. I, I read that off, but I didn't know anything about it because I haven't seen anything on it yet. But the Abrenta? Yeah, it's a, it, it's, it, it loosely translates to Cuban press. It's uh, the cigars are um, uh, they're they're molded in a in newspaper. It's a just an old traditional style of uh, of keeping the uh, the wrapper uh, clean and you know kind of uh, uh, clear of imperfections. It's kind of like old school cello, I guess. Yeah, you can call it. Um, and it's uh, it's got a real nice uh, you know pig pigtail, and uh, it's a it's it's not a it's kind of a closed foot, but not a full closed foot if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it, just a real nice looking cigar that uh, uh, is doing really well for us as well. So it's, it's been uh, it's been a fun, fun project. Um, and that's in this month's subscription. So that's, you'd get one of those. Um, if you got yours, didn't you? You should have uh, had that. For January or February? This would have been for January. <clears throat> uh, I'm not sure. I'm a little behind on opening my packages. Like, I, so right now, I'm smoking the uh, Fratello, the Fratello Corona that was in, I want to say December. Yeah. Yeah. Fratello was our, was our Christmas. So I, I literally just opened up that. that Have you uh, seen our new, our new, our new packaging? Uh, the, the box, I think December was the only month so far that I had the new packaging. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear that beat? Yeah, that's I'm trying to. So I just downloaded Telegram. No, that was me. That was oh, was it? Oh, that's I, I just got a Telegram message, which <clears throat> I literally just downloaded that for the computer. And I don't know how to turn off notifications for it. So <laughs> uh, that, that was my son's glucose coast warning. He has uh, type, type one diabetes. Oh, that's no good. Uh, take care of it. Like, is, he, is he pretty good about taking care of it or? Oh, he's, 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 I mean, he has no choice. Uh, it's his, it's his, it's his new life. Well, so uh, he's very, he's very good at it. I mean, he's a teenager, but he's, he eats well. He's uh, he's in good shape. He's uh, he's athletic. Uh, so, so that eating. that's, that's why I ask uh, if he's, if he's good with it. Uh, I was assuming he's teenager, whatnot. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that teenagers go through that make them not want to give a shit about their diabetes. Well, so. I think there's a lot of stuff that makes him not want to give a shit about his diabetes, but he, he, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't waver, but I think he, he'd like to ignore it and, and he hates it. You know, it, really what it is, it's not so much the shots, the needles, and even the diet. It's it, he has, he gets fatigue from it. So like he'll, he wants to do all the things he wants to do, but, uh, he gets real tired. He gets real fatigued and, uh, you know, he's, he's struggling with that right now, but he's only, he's been, he was diagnosed with it just six months ago. So we're still not, oh, okay. we're not totally, uh, you know, he's still in all kind of a, they call it a honeymoon phase. So his pancreas is still doing some work. And so it's just, it's just, it's been a mess. So his numbers are all over the place, but I, he, he wears a monitor. So when it goes up, it goes on my phone. So I know. Yeah. It's, I, I have someone close to me who has had it basically since birth from what I understand and she's 18 now. Um, but she doesn't really take it. She's better with it now, but like early teens, 
she wouldn't take it seriously at all. And she's been in, she's been in the hospital multiple times with astronomical readings. And like, I've, I've tried telling her like, look, you know, I, I know I have friends that have gone blind because they don't take care of it. And, oh yeah. What's his name? It's like, here's his name. Like you, you want me to call him right now? It's like, yeah. Okay. Whatever. It's like, all right. You know, just try to be the, the voice of reason in a teenager's ear just doesn't really work all the time but like i said she's doing better with it now so it's dangerous i mean it's it's so dangerous my my son's definitely on on the game with it um it's uh you know he has no choice <laughs> yeah and like i said it's i get the monitors on my phone my wife gets them on her phones but we're on top of it he's on top of it there's um there's i forget what it's called there's three levels i forget what it's called but there's you get like a score for um basically your your uh, it's your long uh blood sugar score like what what they what you basically have averaged over the you know uh, i think it goes back six or seven months anyway his last test the they said that you know if they were just going by that number they wouldn't even they wouldn't even he wouldn't even be flagged for diabetes he's oh so, really he's been he's been so good about keeping his numbers but um when he gets sick and you know other things they've been all out of whack lately he's he's been He's been hitting uh, really high numbers, but whatever, whatever. It's, he'll, he's doing fine. It's, it's his new reality. It's uh, it is what it is. You know, we just yeah. got to get through it. So uh, he's what's very the, he's very optimistic about it, and that's that's all that matters. That that's good as long as it's not like beating him up too much. You know, that's no, I, I personally I can't imagine being that age and having to restrict. You know, just about everything I did, so. He he doesn't have to restrict what he has to do per se, but anything that he puts in his body has to be accounted for, and and he has to take insulin for it. So he can't just consume anything and not expect to be totally out of whack. So yeah, you know, all of his his food is you know his he has to eat in you know, certain hours. Uh, you know he he has alarms all on his watch of when he has to eat and how many much he has to eat and uh, what insulin he needs to take for it and everything. So. It's, yeah, he's that's, on it. I, I, that's definitely a plus to to have that available now. Anyone that uh, has a kid with diabetes knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. There's too many of them. All right, so uh, we'll we'll get away from that. I, I think that's uh, <laughs> sure <laughs> a little bit of a personal matter. So. Um, the uh, Valentine's Day special. What what do you got going for the Valentine's special on Stogie Bird? Well, we wanted to do something, you know, kind of fun. And last year, you know, we had, we had thought about doing like a, a you know, like a 12, a dozen uh, cigar kind of bouquet kind of idea. And uh, we were too late. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's just not enough of us to go around. And uh, we didn't, you know, Valentine's Day had come and went by the time we, we we got to doing something last year so this year we wanted to do something and uh we uh we partnered up with uh with coleman there at sinistro and we're doing the um uh the red mr red and you get uh, a, a stinky ashtray uh you get a sinistro lighter sinistro cutter and a stogie bird cigar rest 
Um, if you get the 12, I forget, I think it's $90. I don't have my, I don't have all that in front of me, but, and if, and there's a box, if you like, we went with like a box of chocolates idea. Oh, and, nice. Uh, <laughs> if, if you went with the box, I forget what it is. It's like 135 or something for uh, a box. And, uh, and of course, uh, um, anyway, it's uh, it's just a fun, we just thought we'd have some fun for, for, uh, for Valentine's day and do something cigar related. And, uh, <laughs> that's 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 what we're going. It's doing really well, so we're happy with it, and it's uh, fun. Yeah, the Stogie Bird uh, twelve is ninety dollars, which I will say, uh, I honestly thought it was like an April Fool's joke last year when you guys you guys had a post like, yeah, now announcing the Stogie Bird twelve, and I remember reading it. Um, like, you know, I was doing one of the, one of the ads or whatever uh, on the show. I was like, yeah, now they have a, now they have a Stogie Bird 12 and you know, this and that. And then I went to the website and I couldn't find it. It's like, oh shit, I think I got April fooled. But uh, no, like <laughs> I, I'm yeah, not, on, no, I, I'm not on the website very often at all because I, I, you know, just do the re- reoccurring membership <laughs> and pretty much never look at it. And I, I get it in the mail and it's like, oh, Hey, that's right. Uh but yeah, then I then I seen you had the the eight plus bonus, and uh, it's like, oh shit, I guess I could look into that. But. That 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 uh, category is really growing, um, <clears throat> you know, more than I I, I really expected it to. So uh, we uh, we might end up doing a, a sheet for the uh, you know for the uh, eight eight plus four bonus for a twelve, just because uh, we've got enough customers on it now anyway. I just don't want to take the time to go through all that sheet. If there's only like five or 10 customers, it takes a lot of effort to put that together. But at the same time, I want to make people happy. So you want more cigars. We got that. If you want to do cigars that are just full body, you know, we can do that, but you know, don't expect the same detailed information you have that, you know, that I, we make for the masses. Cause that's, that's the program, you know, all the secondary things, you know, we will gladly do. If you only, some customer just said they only want cigars over five inches. I'm like, no problem. We can, yeah. We'll make that happen, you know, but I'm not going to make a, uh, a sheet for it because those are kind of tailor-made custom um, cigars. And usually that customer knows the, you know, knows cigars a little more and, you know, they, they could look it up, I guess, you know, but um, we, we still can make, uh, you know, our customers happy. Like I said, if they only want mild cigars, if they only, only want full body cigars we can make a program for them and, and we do, and it's all up there. It's all on the site. So, all right. So I'm looking at it now. The, the Mr. Red, uh, better than a box of chocolates. It's a full box of 20 Toro, Mr. Reds from Sinistro, Sinistro. Uh, what's the correct pronunciation on that? Uh, Sinistro. Sinistro. I think so. Yeah. All right. So I'm just wrong on, every aspect <laughs> uh so you get so, the, yeah, yeah. you get the the box of toros you get a cutter the lighter the ashtray and cigar stand the the patented uh stogie bird cigar stand um but and that is 135 so that's the specifics on that but, right well i appreciate that and i was right i was right on that number. yeah i should i should know it <laughs> <laughs> i get it that's, I mean, uh, I, I could only imagine you got a bunch more going on other than running Stogie bird. So, well, n- not necessarily, but you know, I, uh, 
this was more of a fireside chat than a prepared uh, podcast for me. So I didn't really, oh, you, yeah. know, you know, so I don't really have any notes or anything in front of me. I'm not looking at my computer. I'm just talking to you, bud. So, yeah. And that's, uh, you know, just, just so everyone knows, like, you know, obviously I did the, the half hour solo before this, and then I randomly sent Sam a message asking, Hey, you got a few minutes and here we are. So that's, that's basically how that happened. But. Sure. So I'm not necessarily here to pitch or, or I don't have anything prepared, but uh, like I said, I'm here to chat with you. I was happy, yeah. to, I was happy to chat with you. Yeah. Uh, likewise. <laughs> um, that's, I, I don't know if you're a hunter at all, or if you, uh, what, what thoughts you have on hunting, but I, I just got done telling a story of, um, getting my first deer in a, in a not so glamorous way. Um, I found a deer on the side of the road. And that's, uh, that's my first deer. <laughs> oh shit. Did I lose you? Oh boy. Uh, I hope he didn't leave. Cause I was talking about getting a roadkill deer. I guess we will see if he comes back. Oh, there you are. Yeah, I'm back. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. All right. Good, good, good. Sorry, I didn't know if I scared you away with that last comment. No, not at all. I, I was telling you that I, I had uh, I have a 12-point buck uh, that I had tracked for about three months, and it's hanging above uh my pellet stove i i tracked it on craigslist because i didn't want to kill one i wanted to just buy one and uh i tracked it for three months and bought it for 25 bucks all right, all right so you, <laughs> i'm not a hunter you, i'm you, a fisherman though so i i'm curious you tracked it on craigslist for three months was this something from a trail cram uh, trail cam that you were eyeing and once somebody got it you wanted no, it? No, no, no. No, I was just looking for a mount uh, of any sort. Oh, okay. I got <laughs> it. was you. just a joke. It was a, it's just a play on words. No, well, no. that's you, tra- I... you know, you, you track a deer and you do all that. So, no, no, I just, well, that's, that's I was why I was curious. Was, this guy was actually shot in the 40s. There's a whole story that is written on the back of it. Uh, the guy uh, that I bought it off of was a young guy who had, who, had, who was just got married and has a kid. And he had showed me that there's a picture. This was his, his grandfather had shot this in the 40s, okay? And uh, there's a picture of, of his grandfather holding his mom as a baby right by uh, with, this, with this deer in the background. And then there's a picture of his mom holding him as a baby with this deer in the background. And then there's a picture of him holding his new baby with, the, with this deer in the background. And his wife wanted it gone. And, on the, and this thing's been in their family forever. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's. It's funny. There's a whole the the, uh, the guy that that shot it, the, it. He wrote the whole story of where he shot it and what year and everything on the back of it. So it's it's kind of got a neat story. And it was twenty five dollars. This guy just wanted it out of his house to make oh, his wife wow. happy. Oh wow, that's a steal. Yeah, it's a shame too. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I guess the family history lives on through yeah. another family. So. Oh gosh. Well, but I mean, I, it's so funny seeing all these pictures. They, you know, he showed me every picture. It's like every generation, you know, it's, it was, it's like the, uh, all the, when you would back to the future, there was like pictures of in front of people in front of the clock tower or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's just fun. It's just funny. <laughs> 
So uh, are, are you a fan of the meat or no? You know, I'm just not into it. No, I mean, it's it's gamey. I mean, I, I'm not into it, man. It's just not my cup of tea. I, I like to fish, but, and it, you know, and, I, and I'm still a catch and release guy for the most part. I mean, I, I certainly have eaten fish, uh, especially, you know, trout. If it's opening day trout, you know, maybe that's kind of like a once a year kind of thing I do. But typically, no, I'm just not into it, man. I guess not into it. Um, I, I don't knock it, uh, you know, uh, but I'm not into it. I, I don't really like like that's just not my thing. Well, I guess I probably already know the answer uh, since you're not into it anyway. But I was going to ask that, you know, if if somebody offered uh, meat from a deer that they harvested from the side of the road, would you eat it? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, but that's, uh, you know, yeah, this guy, uh, so so this guy was a fresh kill this year. You got, yeah, it was, it was still steaming when, when I cut into it. So, um, which mainly, uh, did you you have to call the game commission? You you have to do that, right? No, I, I went to, uh, I went to the local police department and obtained a, like, I, I don't know if it's called like a roadside tag or what, but it's a, it's a tag to, you know, so that you could legally transport this right, deer, right, possess yeah. this deer. Um, right. And then you report it to the DNR. Um, but yeah, mainly I wanted the deer because yes, I, I, I like going out to hunt. Uh, I've been hunting for three seasons. I haven't gotten anything yet on my own anyway. Um, last year, a buddy of mine got huh. one and we all, we all took part in breaking it down and, uh, enjoying the spoils of it. But, uh, I, the main reason I ended up grabbing this deer was for practice, you know, so that when I did get one in the woods, I I would be confident in what I was doing. Um, and got it. Yeah. Uh, between gutting, skinning and, uh, butchering, you know, the whole process. And like when, you know, when I went to check on it, like, I, you know, it was it, when I put my hand on its chest, it was still uh, like a little bit more than room temperature. So I knew it was fresh and, you know, ended up going to get it, grabbed it. Uh, like I said, it was still steaming when I cut into it. And sure. I the main reason I got it was to to see if I could do it myself, basically. And whatever meat that I was able to gather from it was a bonus. Um, luckily, I had a friend come by who's well-versed in uh, breaking down an animal. And I, I was able to salvage a whole hell of a lot more meat than I anticipated. So Right on. Well, good. See that it didn't go to waste. That's all good. Yeah, it did. It didn't go to waste. Uh, the The circle of life didn't exactly play oh, yes. through. <laughs> it didn't play through the way that nature intended per se. But I mean, everything's still getting used. So, well, I think that's what all nature intends. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying, like, it, it wasn't the coyotes and uh, non-human yeah. scavengers that got it. It was right. It right, was right, a human right. scavenger this time. So, but yeah, I I talked about that for a bit, but. Um, yeah, that, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear others, uh, reactions. So that's why I brought it up. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have, like I said, it, it, 
it's not something I would do, but it, I, I, I'm, I live in Western PA. So, you know, all my uncles were hunters and my cousins, they all hunt. Um, you know, I mean, I'm part of a sportsman club. I mean, it's, you know, my father-in-law, he, he gets a deer every year. So it's, I'm, I'm around it all the time. So yeah. I, I just, I don't really have any, it's not, I'm not shocked to hear any of that. You uh, guys, you guys have a, have a rather unique season out there in PA. Um, you guys have a flintlock season. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I was just reading about, or no, I, I just watched an episode of uh meat eater that, that featured that. And that that's, that's crazy. Like watching, watching them use flintlocks and not knowing the, the precise moment that, that, that it's going to fire. It's got to be. Or if it's going to fire. Yeah. yeah <laughs> or exactly. where it's going to fire. <laughs> yeah. So like that, that was, that was pretty intriguing. I, I enjoyed that episode. It was, it was pretty cool to learn about, but yeah. Uh, you know, they were talking how in, in PA and you know, if you're in that circle, like that's a, a rite of passage to get your, your first, uh, flintlock rifle and, you know, be able to utilize that season. So, yeah, that's pretty well. I'm for me, I would, I would do it. And I, you know, I, I would do all of what you did just for the experience, just to do it once, but I, it's not something I would, I would ever want to do really yeah. ever again, but I, I would want to, I would want to know how to do that. I'd want to, you know, I'd be intrigued and I'd be into it, you know, but not enough to, but that's kind of what I'm like. I'm like that about everything. I'm, I'm more of a dabbler, you know? Yeah. Um, I just don't have time to give myself to a bunch of, uh, to, to a bunch of hobbies. So I just, I start a new one and I, I, I get excited about it and then I go into another one, you know? All right. So, uh, any new cigars that just blow your mind? Man, blow my mind. Or, or, you know what, let's start with, uh, cigar aficionados top cigar of the year. So was it, was it deserved or not? You know, I just, you're, you, this, this is, I'm probably the most boring guy to talk to about this stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I I just it's 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 subjective. So I mean, if they say so, then it is so. It's what they say. So um, you know, if somebody else says something else, that's what they say. Yeah. It's how much the question is: is how how much weight does it carry? Is probably a better question. Other is: does this guy's opinion correct? Well, I don't. Know, it's his opinion. Yeah. So I can't argue that it's a very subjective thing. Um, you know, I if. You know, I learned long ago, if you're going to believe your, your best rating, you've got to believe your worst rating. So uh, it's always exciting uh, to, to get a high rating and to be in the, in the top 25. I would use it as leverage just like everybody else does, um, you know, because it, it does carry some weight. But, you know, is it deserving? I mean, I, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, that's just I, I don't judge. I, to me, I'm just not a list guy. I don't ever really have a top five of anything. People ask me those kind of things all the time. Like what's your, you know, I've been to every major city in the, in the U S you know, like what's your favorites, you know, what's your top five cities. I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't do that. You know, all, all depends you know on what I, you're looking at. You know, are you looking at yeah, food? Or are you looking yeah, at scenery? You know, yeah, there's just, I'm just not a list guy. I'm just not into rate and everything and buy orders. Like if it's a, uh, I don't know why I'm just not that. Like, I, I just, like, I, I, I listen to it. I don't, uh, I don't discredit it. So I'm not, I'm not saying that it doesn't matter to me. Um, but like, 
uh, I, to me, it's just kind of a guide. I think that, uh, you know, the, there was probably some politics involved in, in, in anything, but I also think that there's a, there's yeah. a sincerity, sincerity in those as well. So politics um, or advertisements or whatever you want to call it, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I just, I don't, <laughs> I, I think that that's a, an exception, not the rule. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do think there's some sincerity in, in, in their rating. Um, you know, uh, to some degree, I don't know. Uh, like I said, right. I, 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 you know, I, honestly, I don't even know why I bring that up, but uh, well, no, I it's mean, a fair when, question to when, ask me. I mean, I, it's, a, it's 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 my, relevant. It just happened. I just uh, I don't get all giddy about that. Uh, I the, couldn't even tell you who's in the top ten. I don't. I don't even know. I mean, the, the I main, use those things and I use them and I put them in my notes and I, you know, so it's not. I'm just trying to be clear that it's not like it's. I'm not trying to downplay it or dismiss it because it's something that I find is is it interesting and note notable and, well as uh, as far as that goes i mean you know basically what you're leading up to is taste is subjective and everyone's going to have a different opinion um but the <clears throat> i guess the you know i i shouldn't have went there i should have finished the first question and just you know what what cigar has has really caught your eye in the past year That's a tough thing to ask me because we've we've come out with our own. We've come out with so many of our own, and so I'd be tooting my own horn, really. Okay, so uh, let, let's so, do it this so, way. So, so I'll say this without without talking about any of mine. Let's just let's just clear it that way. I, I was gonna, I, I was going to say let's do one one category that doesn't include yours, and then another category that does. You know, and again, it's it, it's it's subjective. But what what I really liked. Um, that is that has come through let me see because i go through these like uh phases where i'll smoke uh something you know like like you said things that pop through i'll smoke it for i'll smoke it religiously until i'm sick of it and then i i go on to another one that wows me for a little while i liked uh you know i've certainly had some of these before but the magic toast was very good uh alec bradley i really like that uh i love the gonzo uh is a uh it's a Lancero box press Lancero. Um, fantastic smoke. I can't get enough of those. Uh, so many, man. So many. Um, you know, you're putting me on the spot and I'm trying to think of my, I'm trying to think of inside my humidor at work, uh, what, what I grab. And uh, it's easier when I'm there. I know exactly what I want, but now I'm here and I'm not there. Uh, um, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's just an easier question when I'm looking at everything. Uh, but what I, I really love the what Rocky made for us the um, the uh, Peter Schuyler, uh, it's just a fan. I mean I we've been I've been crushing those. I probably smoked more than those than anybody. Um, it, it's a fantastic smoke, and they, he makes that for our vintage fresh line. I, I was if, uh, I was going to ask about the vintage fresh uh, later on, but uh, we'll we'll circle back to that. Yeah, I mean vintage fresh. Uh, let me see what else what else what else uh, has come through the pike um you know i like a lot of the uh, avo stuff i like a lot of the um um you can kind of tell what i like because I, I i i i buy a lot of it you know i'm the one um <laughs> you know when you see brands you know or some some cigars kind of back to back uh you know i'm the one that has to foot the bill for these so it always has to be something and to some degree that is worth buying whether or not whether or not I like it doesn't necessarily matter because like I said, taste is subjective, but it has to be a quality product that, 
I know is is respected if that means anything, or at least I know the factory. I know where this. You know what I mean? It's uh, there's these aren't these are big checks that got to get written to bring in the the cigars that go in this program. So I'm very picky about what goes into it. Um, and when I like something, I like it. And I certainly have like a, a lot of uh, Avo. I like the Nicaraguan stuff. Uh, I like stuff that comes out of AJ's factory. So when there's like a Romeo or some of the big name cigars, because you know people get people get I, you hear it from all sides. You know I don't like you know big box cigars or I've never even heard of these cigars. Is there, is there anything that I've heard of that's in your program? You know you can't. It's always it's always <laughs> you know you know you know what I mean. So it's it's like it's a tough medium. But I uh, you know the, first off big the big box which is just a weird thing to even call them but the the bigger brands the more established uh you know brands they have some of the biggest stockpiles of tobacco in the world so they make incredible cigars you know whether or not they brand them right and market them right and whatever right is a different thing um but some of them uh are, are just phenomenal and, and so when i put in like a romeo or i put in a uh you know kind of a uh a cigar brand that people are very familiar with it's because it's made at aging because it's nicaragua it's because of where it's made or what's in it it's not because of it just being what it, you know a, a name you know what i mean i i know that that's an aj cigar yeah uh with with uh with, you know, with a cohiba band let's 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 do this what's wrong with this <laughs> you know so i i and i always tell people the most important thing to look at on that sheet uh we do a we do an information sheet that kind of breaks down the cigar uh you know where where it's made origin you know whatever uh, basic information and um it the one of the lines is uh, the factory <laughs> to me i mean as a as a brand owner as a guy who's had cigars you know and still has cigars made uh that's the most important line you know that's that's what you want to look at yeah and um you know so when when there are some brands that are um you know maybe people People turn their nose up at some of the uh, bigger known brands. Look at what it is. Look at where it's made. It's not what you think it is. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's not even close to what you think it is. Well, I mean, that's 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 something like you know you mentioned. Uh, Rocky made something for the Vintage Fresh, and I guarantee that there's a lot of people out there that would smoke that Vintage Fresh and say, "Wow, this is a damn good cigar." But if they found out that it was a Rocky cigar, like, oh, well. This is just another thing that Rocky threw at the wall and hope it stuck, you know, but, uh, well, but uh, that's really, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's strange because, you know, Rocky, when I, when I got in the business, um, you know, he was grinding, man, he was working, he was on the road. I mean, it was 365 days in a year and he was probably on the road, 320 of them. Yeah. You can't, um, just, you cannot discount his effort and what he's done. You know, you, I mean, you, you can't discount that at all. And he makes, he makes a lot of great stuff. Sure. Uh, I, I just think, I that, think, I think when, but here's the thing it's, it's, you can't win, man. You can't win. So here's a guy that every time he goes into a shop, he gets told, well, what's new, what's next, what's new, what's new. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he comes out with a what's new. He's been in the business how long now? So he's got a lot of what's news, man, because he's going to satisfy that guy. And then he's like, man, you got too many brands, man. Every yep. time, every week, you got to come up with another brand. Well, every time I come in your shop, that's what you asked me to do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sexy. You know, hey. you can't win. You cannot win. You cannot no. win. You cannot win. Well, I mean, I, I guess that depends how you look at it because, 
uh, if you're Rocky Patel, uh, he won. I mean, he, you know, he does come up, you know, he, he satisfies. Oh, well, sure. He certainly, he satisfies the saying, customers. Yeah. He satisfies the customers that are looking for something new every month and not saying he comes out with something new every month, but, uh, right. you know, he's, he's always got something new coming out and, you know, at least from my perspective, like you're never going to hit everybody's palate, but if you're going to release something on a regular basis and hit most pallets with it. How can, how can you knock the guy? I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, and I think that part of, part of what we do is throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's uh, if you've got the, the finances to, to, you know, have that many, um, you know, to blends, experiment. It gets expensive to to have that much that much product, and that you know, uh, there's a lot of inventory, a lot of different things that uh, that have to place. But I mean, if you have that kind of uh, uh, kind of overhead and can handle it, I mean, it's I don't understand what's you're not going to like everything. But guess what? There's people that like Coca Cola, but they don't like half the other shit Coca Cola makes. Exactly. You know that what like why why do you think that every and then if it if it tastes like what you like, then they all taste the same. Do you understand? Yeah. But if one tastes different, well, that doesn't taste anything like this. That's like, <laughs> that's horrible. Well, what do you, like, you can't, you can't, I mean, you're just never going to satisfy everybody. So you really, you just got to understand who you are, what you want to do and kind of go that route. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you're always going to, you're going to, the small guy, if he does, if he plays his cards right, he becomes the big guy and then he's no longer liked. I mean, Bezos worked out of his garage and was a nobody. And, yeah. And, and, and they, they act like he was born with a silver spoon and, and he owns the world now. And, and oh, but, you know, but, but somebody's going to go back and say, you got a $250,000 loan, you know, <laughs> even still, I mean, no, a no, lot I, of people, I, I know I, uh, I, I would say half of America had that loan on their house. The yeah, shit. Exactly. Exactly. But that's, uh, uh, I guess the bottom and I'm line not is trying to, I'm no apologist for him. I just, you know, it's just, he's, he's, he, that's the American dream. I mean, yeah. you know, that's it. That's it. He started in his garage and he started Amazon. I mean, it was, Amazon was on a cardboard sign with a Sharpie. It, yeah, Jeez. exactly. But that's, you know, Hey, you're, you're no matter what, you're always going to have haters. Well, I mean, even Apple was the small guy and now they're the big guy. Like Apple's yeah. big and they're, they're annoying. They're so big, you know? <laughs> All right, so circling back to Vintage Fresh, how many more bands do you have? Like how many, so Vintage Fresh, at least from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you basically found and acquired a shitload of 100 plus year bands from different uh, cigar brands, cigar lines, and now you are putting those, putting those bands on new cigars. Is that correct? I like to think my story is a little more romantic the way, than the way you put it. Well, that's yes, uh, like, like I said, this is, you know, going from, you know, my shitty memory and you know, just, uh, <laughs> you know, the thought process I, there. So, so I, I was looking to kind of, uh, uh, give give kind of new life to an old an old brand that doesn't exist anymore and i was hoping that i could find something that still had you know some packaging left so i was looking for one kind of brand to do this with and i was looking for stuff that still existed because there's a lot of stuff that still exists up 
you'd be surprised. And um, so, you know, uh, after one thing leads to another, one guy meets this guy and you got to meet this guy. And, you know, so I, just through networking, I, 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 I met this gentleman who's the grandson of uh, one of the largest uh, cigar uh, makers uh, in Pennsylvania. And it, when I say the grandson, he's, he's the 84 year old grandson. Oh, wow. Uh, so we're not talking about a kid. Yeah. Um, Cause obviously that's probably the first thing you think, but um, in any case, he has not just one brand, but like hundreds of, of brands with, with all the original packaging uh, and this stuff sealed. I mean, I, I have videos and pictures of us unsealing stuff that's been sealed for a hundred years. Yeah. Um, you know, so the, the, that's the vintage part of it. We're not reprinting any of this stuff. This stuff yeah. was original. This stuff was lithiographed. It, it's incredibly expensive to make with, with probably, you know, uh, materials that are illegal to use today. Uh, they, I, the, I, uh, I apologize if I, if I slighted that at all, but like, I, I knew it was all, you know, original. Oh gosh, no, no, come on, man. Uh, it's, it's, you said the meat and potatoes of it. I'm just yeah. making it look for it. It's fine. It's fine. It's just, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just doing my part. I mean, cause, cause to me it's, 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 you know, I'm the one doing it. So to me, I've got a passion with it. You know, it's a, it's, it's kind of fun and it's exciting. You know, I'm like, a, I've always been kind of a thrift store kind of guy. And this is kind of like all of that, but it's rebringing something back to life. And um, it's even repurposing. There's a thousand ways you can look at this, you know. And uh, what's fun is, is, the, is the fresh part of it. So the vintage part of it is fun. You find this old stuff and there's enough of them. I mean, I have, you know, gosh, I have millions of these bands, millions of these bands. So, you know, I just kind of took a break from Vintage Fresh and we're going to come back with Vintage Fresh. We've got some other stuff planned for Vintage Fresh with some distribution, uh, you know, with a different way to get it out into the masses, uh, you know, via retail. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot going on with Vintage Fresh, even though there's, you know, it doesn't look like it. Um, it it's, a, it's kind of getting built up um, bigger uh, behind the scenes, I guess. Okay, so... Um, uh, to, to briefly interrupt, do you have an idea on the top of your head how many different bands that you were able to find? I mean, it's hundreds. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, there's not worth counting. It's not worth counting. That's there's amazing. some I won't, there, there's, there's some I will never use. Um, there's some I can't use. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'm not at a point where I, I care to count them, uh, really. That's, but that's, still a, and, uh, and, it's amazing and, and because I've, i was wondering open, I, I was wondering doors, how long I, i'm i'm sorry anyway it's open doors that i i've got new channels of more bands that i don't even want right now so um i i, I there's i've got a lot of uh, i've got a lot of sources for these a lot I, I don't see a i don't see an end end game uh i really don't that's that's amazing because like i i remember thinking when you started with the vintage fresh like all right how many bands could he have possibly acquired how many different brands of bands and you know they they just keep coming you know it's uh it's, it's pretty fascinating and definitely uh historically like you it's it's amazing well, if you've ever seen some of these old books when they show the old bands and stuff from 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 the heyday of cigars, you'll you'll see some of these in there, and that's what's really cool too. Is you know, here's 
here's some nostalgic books about history. And, and I've got 10 brands that are, that are in that book that are back on a shelf, you know? Um, and, and like I said, we're not, uh, we're not reprinting anything. You know, this stuff's all, all the uh, original lithographs. And once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I'm not going to reprint any of it, but you know, some of them are just really cool. And I mean, we have stuff from the uh, 1800s that some of the, the, the Peter Schuyler was an 1800 band. It was a uh, uh, 1890s. I believe that band was printed. And we had an 1880s band that was uh, the um, oh, um, Peggy O uh, was the name of that cigar. Yeah. And, and, and Peggy O was, well, we, I think you and I had talked about Peggy O. Uh, how did we not? Uh, uh she's uh, the grateful dead have a song about her uh, yeah i and, think uh, i think we might have talked she's about a, it last time but it's been a couple years yeah well she's uh she's got quite the this she's got peggy o'neill she's got quite the story um and she was kind of a uh beautiful bodacious uh woman that dated a lot of uh politicians kind of went through them and she died she was super wealthy but died penniless because she married uh, she was like again in her 80s she married a, a like a 19 year old kid and she and he wiped her clean <laughs> but that just uh-huh. shows you she was still into the guys at, at her age you know, she, just, <laughs> uh, she never changed she never yeah. changed she's a wild girl <laughs> and uh, uh you know so good god god love her but um you know that that's that's the that's the Peggy O'Neill story, and so some of these people have just great stories. Like you know, there's because like I don't know them. I look them up and I try to bring things to life, and you know, so there's some we're really holding on to because they're really special. Um, but you know, just kind of waiting for the right time and the right moment for it. But the you know, some of these guys have a really interesting story, and some of them have a bad story, so we don't use them. You know what I mean? Like it's just like yeah. some of the stuff, it's like oh, glory. I can't, you don't want to go down those, those, uh, uh, rabbit holes, if you will. Yeah. So, uh, let me but, see. I thought I had one more question, but I can't think of it at the moment. But, I don't know. I, I think, know. uh, I think for a spur of the moment, random, Hey, you got a minute. I think this went pretty well. Well, I'm glad. Sorry, I cut up. Uh, lost you there. No, no worries at have, all. I always have technical difficulties. The, I swear. Well, it's it's no worse than the original technical difficulty that we had uh, when I forgot to hit record. So <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. So, all right, man. Uh, I'll probably remember what I wanted to ask as soon as we hit end, but. Uh, instead of dragging us on, I know you're an hour ahead of me. So um, let's see, you're you're getting close to midnight, and my kids got to wake up in the morning. So I will. Uh, my kids all have off because of this weather. Uh, that's my my son had the last two days off, and now he's got to go to school tomorrow. So. Oh, right uh, on. Right on. But uh, hey, well, hey, well, hey, brother, I appreciate the time. Appreciate you giving me a chance to. Uh, to spread some stogie bird love i mean i put my heart and soul into this so it's certainly oh, nice to talk about it anytime i'm i'm happy to do it so uh all right man thanks for thanks for hopping on and 
uh, adding on to the lackluster show that I had previous uh, to you joining. So. <laughs> and and we act and we activated that uh, coupon code, so Herfcast will get you uh, five bucks off uh, your order. Yeah, that's uh, I mentioned that uh, that I talked to you, and it was it was still active. So uh, good to it go. It wasn't. No, we we activated it. It wasn't. Well, it, it's still active now. So right, right, right. But. You're good. It's it's on. It's on. <laughs> Switch is turned on. Green light. So yeah. So yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I get uh, at least one or two more to uh, enjoy the Stogie Bird love. And, and, and Hey, tell your followers, uh, you know, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, we've got a, uh, Facebook, uh, it's called the club Stogie bird. It's like a, you know, it's our own page. Those kind of things get their own, uh, we, you know, sometimes they get their own, uh, specials, their own, you know, contests, things like that. Uh, right on. so, so I'm available on all that Instagram, Facebook, uh, we even have a, uh, Twitter and a, uh, TikTok. All right. so. Well, uh, if, if you get a chance, send me the links and I will post them. It's all Stogie bird. It's at Stogie bird. All right. Add Stogie bird for everything. Sweet. That yeah. makes, that yeah, makes yeah, everything yeah. so much easier. Right. So. Right. Right. Super easy. All, all right, right Sam. Thank, thanks for, thanks, thanks again, for hopping man. on and having a random conversation. Enjoy your roadkill, man. Oh, oh, I, I will. I, I've already enjoyed a little bit of it. It was fantastic and looking it, forward it, to the it, rest it, of it. Did you make any jerky out of it? Uh, not yet. Uh, so I pretty much all the, all the meat I have, uh, packaged as roasts or steaks, uh, still got to go through and, uh, do up the grind. And I don't know, I might make a couple of the, couple of the roast into jerky, but I'm not sure. So well, if you make any jerky, I'll definitely, uh, grab some off. Yeah. If you want to share. All right. Uh, spicy or not spicy dealer's choice i i like i like spice but yeah if, choice. if you're not afraid of spice then i'll see what i can do not too much i'm afraid of yeah <laughs> all right man you take it easy all right buddy thanks again for having me man you have a good night absolutely you do you do <laughs> yeah, you, yeah I, I was gonna say you do the same and then i switch it up with you too and yeah that's how it goes you too if you fly someday <laughs> <laughs> Brian Regan, classic. Oh, funniest dude, man. Funniest dude. All right, man. Take All it right, easy. man. Later. Bye.